This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, this is Megan Rapino, and I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Blue Wire. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is... Calamar. This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. Jackson takes it himself. Look at him turn back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. He is Houdini. Touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. All right, guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points and our friends at uh, Bet Online. I am your host, Blake Lovell. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan. And uh, if you are someone who has listened to the podcast here uh, over the last little while, you know we've been doing a series on uh, the burning questions for uh, all of the teams in the NFL and looking at the biggest questions for all of them as we head into, uh, I guess you could say, the, the middle of the offseason as we start to prepare for the new season, but uh, we are going to take a slight uh, break on that today and uh, talk about what, well, I guess, Dylan, everyone's talking about, right? And that's uh, everything that's going on around the country right now. And uh, rather than, you know, us sit here for, for 20, 30 minutes and just, you know, give you our opinion on everything, I don't think you really want to hear about that. Um, we're going to give you more of a perspective of, of what we've seen from the NFL standpoint and, you know, from all the players that have reacted. Obviously, there's, you know, every team has reacted. The NFL itself has reacted. Um, so, you know, rather than listening to us talk about all the different, you know, intricacies that go along with this, Dylan. We are, again, a, a football podcast, and I know that uh, people probably don't want to, you know, listen to us for any sort of uh, political, um, I, I don't know, I guess political analysis. We're, we're not great at that, so uh, we're just going <laughs> to stick uh, with tying this into football because, again, this is this is about more than football. We know that, but uh, I think it's been interesting to see all the different reactions uh, from the NFL on this and, and seeing, you know, different players and everyone reacts differently. But uh, I think what we've seen is that the message is mostly the same uh, in terms of how everyone's reacting to what's going on around the country right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, what we talked about uh, just overall trying to think about football stuff in terms of this upcoming season right now just didn't seem like the best time to do that. I, you know, like you said, no one wants to hear our political opinions, but I think at a certain point, it's not really that shouldn't be that political, just more of a human rights kind of thing and a lot more going on here. So yeah, I, 
and obviously it's kind of interwoven into the NFL, not just because of all the teams and players reacting, but inevitably going back, you know, um, four years or whatever it is now since Colin Kaepernick kneeled and was, you know, protesting uh, uh, police brutality and social injustices and people kind of connected at the time to, you know, being a, you know, disrespecting the country. And now you see a lot of those same people kind of flipping and saying, we should have listened to all this stuff. And that, you know, that's all great, but nonetheless, it's more now about turning this into some sort of activity. And you do see some of these players, not just saying things, but actually talking about ways that they can contribute and ways they can help. So I think, yeah, at the end of the, even though, like you said, it's not fully connected to football, I think there are, you know, obviously a pretty big element of how the NFL community, you know, is tied into this whole conversation going back a few years now. Right. And what's the one thing that ties everyone together? That's the fact that we're all human. So it is a human situation. It's not just a a political thing because, uh, you know, politics uh, go across a broad spectrum and all that. But uh, the fact is we're all humans and uh, that's what we're talking about. I think that's what, a lot of people have been talking about, you know, over this past, I guess, well, for a long time now, but really, uh, as we're seeing things play out here in the, you know, immediate future, um, it's what people have been talking about, you know, for the past month or so, or, you know, several weeks, whatever, as, as everything has sort of escalated uh, now to this point that we've seen. Uh, but let's start with the NFL, because uh, they are the governing body here of football, and um, interesting reaction to uh, the statement that the NFL put out, and we'll just go ahead and read this uh, straight up here. Uh, here is the statement from uh, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. Uh, the NFL family is greatly saddened by the tragic events across our country. The protesters' reactions to these incidents reflect the pain, anger, and frustration that so many of us feel. Our deepest condolences go out to the family of Mr. George Floyd and to those who have lost loved ones, including uh, the families of Miss Brianna Taylor in Louisville, Mr. Ahmad Arbery, the cousin of Tracy Walker of the Detroit Lions. As current events dramatically underscore, there remains much more to do as a country and as a league. These tragedies inform the NFL's commitment and our ongoing efforts. There remains an urgent need for action. We recognize the power of our platform and communities, and as the part of the fabric of American society, we embrace that responsibility and are committed to continuing the important work to address these systemic issues together with our players, clubs, and partners. So there is the statement from Roger Goodell. Now, as we pointed out, uh, when you pull it up on Twitter, I guess, um, you know, we always talk about Twitter ratios and, and that type of stuff. And um, as you would expect, Dylan, in, in a time like this, lots of um, lots of strong comments on this uh, here when we talk about, uh, I think, a lot of people. And again, these are not just random Twitter commenters. We've seen, you know, sports media personalities. Uh, we've seen players. We've seen lots of people mm-hmm. call out, you know, the NFL statement on this. And, and as you said, I think in the first part of this whole thing, uh, we're always, I think, in a situation like this, we're going to look back at the Colin Kaepernick situation, and I think that's where a lot of people, and we're seeing this pointed out you know, from a lot of different people uh, when it comes to how everything played out with that situation and now how we're seeing things play out you know, on a national scale uh, in terms of much more than just you know, a, a one act during a national anthem. It's certainly escalated. Mm-hmm much further than that and i think that's the replies and that's sort of the reaction you're seeing uh on the nfl statement on this just based on how that whole situation unfolded yeah i mean it kind of reflects to how the nfl they're catering to an audience that they're trying not to upset but at the same time there's a difference between uh you know having no stance and actually having something more active and they actively you know were finding players for kneeling and supporting 
the cause. So that's where, you know, they're called out for, you know, this is what you did then. Now, after all these things happen, now the sentiment, you know, overwhelmingly nationally is kind of uh, switched here. And now you're going to say this statement, which still, you know, compared to some of the statements made by teams, especially by players and coaches, uh, really doesn't say a whole, it doesn't really directly say anything. It's just kind of, you know, says, you know, we're saddened by the tragic events, does not touch on exactly, you know, it doesn't yeah. say anything about, you know, George Floyd being killed and how he can be murdered and all these different things. And it just, it's very vanilla. It's kind of how I would put it, maybe. Um, it just sounds like a PR statement, which we, not just even the NFL, but other tons of brands. And it's interesting to see how, you know, they say these statements, but really what does it sort of matter? So, I mean, at the end of the day, like you said, NFL, they're, they're getting called out by a lot of different sources. But if they actually want to, you know, flip any sort of narrative and show some sort of, you know, uh, activities, you know, there's a lot of different things they can do in terms of donating money and act, be more active as a league, not just expecting the players within their league to represent their brand, but them themselves doing something more than the statement. And overall, I mean, all these are just statements. I mean, actions beyond that are going to be, uh, have a lot bigger factor in how brands and corporations and companies, whatever are, are, uh, you know, viewed by people. I mean, these are all, you can say the right thing. And some of these statements say a lot more than this and actually do touch on the issue at hand. But, uh, you know, if it's just a statement, that's all it is at that point. Uh, yeah. It's where you go after that that uh, definitely is what I think a lot of people would see for the NFL if they want to actually gain some <laughs> some more of their reputation yeah. back uh, for some of, this, some of these things and how they've handled them in the past. Yeah, Kaepernick did, uh, you know, he had his, his own release statement on, on Twitter and, and all that stuff. And, um, you know, you, you certainly that that got a lot of attention in terms of people comparing that to, you know, again, what what how this whole thing started in terms of the NFL uh, you know, when, when he did what he, you know, talking about the kneeling and all that stuff. And as we've said, you know, I think that's where you're getting the back and forth from people in terms of the NFL's response to this. Uh, but mm-hmm. beyond that, you know, we, we talk about other players. I mean, we mentioned, you know, Kaepernick has talked about it. And certainly I think Richard Sherman was one of the ones that, that has came out, you know, here recently. And, you know, he, he put out his own statement on Twitter, as, as a lot of these players are. And obviously, we're not going to be able to go through every single one of these uh, statements that have been put out. But I think he's one of the ones that, that not only put that out, but here, I guess he really, I think he said this, it was either Sunday or Monday. Um, he was one of the ones talking about, you know, bringing up the reaction of, of all these players that have done so. And, and I think bringing up the point that, um, you know, and he was specifically talking about, you know, he was glad to see that that some of these quarterbacks, white quarterbacks, like, you know, I guess it's been Carson Wentz, you know, and again, all of them, a lot of them have done it. But I think specifically uh, the ones that the people have talked about, Joe Burrow, you mentioned him earlier. Uh, he was one of the first ones, I think, to, to comment on this and it got a lot of reaction. Um, I think Sherman was talking about just the importance of that, because I think what he mentioned was that, you know, there is a certain audience and there is a certain group of fans that are that are going to listen to all of these guys you know in the NFL no matter who they are like there's just they're going to listen to these people because uh you know for whatever reason or another like there is a connection when it comes to you know anyone mm-hmm. in the NFL really and you think about it i mean because you know as sports fans and again we're saying it's much more than just a sports issue we know that but you know, people connect with with athletes. They connect with all of these high profile, you know, guys like this. And I think that he brought up an important point when it comes to the fact that so many different people are speaking out on this. It's mm-hmm. important because, you know, not everyone 
is going to listen to one group of people here or there, whether it's a you know a group from a specific team or anything. Like there's there's a lot more that goes into it, and I thought him bringing up that point uh, was very important, really, in the overall scheme of things. No, it's true. I mean, there's there's been times in the past where you know certain things happen and a lot of people speak up, but maybe there has been a lack of white players like there is now. And in terms of this, it, it seems like it's gone beyond, and finally people are speaking up just because it doesn't affect you as an individual doesn't mean you shouldn't with your platform as you know all these players have shouldn't say something and try to you know speak out on the injustices occurring and how you feel so yeah i thought richard sherman is right i mean he's touching on a really tough thing that people don't want to admit and some people probably don't do intentionally without even you know they might not even know that they're not you know taking seriously certain things said by black players that maybe a white player says it and then uh, changes their mind maybe they're not meaning to but nonetheless it's Richard Sherman it's a touch tough fact but it is true so I do think that the number of voices and it like, again it goes beyond like any political or anything like that it's more of a overall big human rights issue and at that point it doesn't really matter who you are and um, you know if you're and especially with those platforms it, the silence is uh, a little more deafening from certain players maybe we don't need to criticize some guys because we you know eventually maybe they will say something on their own time they're processing it differently but yeah. Uh, there have been, I, I forgot exactly who uh, said it, I don't know if it was a player or a, a commentator, talked about, you know, it's great that a lot of these quarterbacks like Carson Wentz, Derek Carr, like you mentioned, Joe Burrow, Andy Dalton, so many guys have spoken out, but there is a notable lack of, you know, beyond them, guys that probably have even bigger platforms and would have even a bigger impact that haven't said anything to this point, and maybe they will, are Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and when they do, I think that will have a, a, you know, just as, you know, all these guys have a huge impact, like you said, but those two go beyond, you know, just their fan bases and certain niches, but are, you know, global, uh, you know, celebrities. Uh, so when they, you know, that, what their words are going to carry a lot too. So we'll see what happens there. But I do think the, that's one big thing with all of this and, you know, why ultimately, you know, we discussed, you know, should we wait until later in the week to record and what should we talk about? I just feel like if, just saying nothing about it and just ignoring it is, a bigger uh, probably not the best way to handle it than actually yeah. addressing what's going on i think that you have to have more of an active presence with all of this um and just inaction and ultimately is just uh, not really the way to go here yeah joe burrow's tweet kind of echoed and, and you know again we we can't read off all of the statements but his is a little bit more i guess brief in terms of of talking yeah. about you know and i think kind of hitting home with some of these the, the way that a lot of people feel and what we brought brought up is you know, his tweet was saying, you know, the black community needs our help. They have been unheard for, for far too long. Open your ears, listen and speak. You know, this isn't politics. This is human rights. And that goes back to what we said earlier uh, about talking about this. You know, I just think it's it's somehow, you know, for sometimes it does, though, it like it, it goes into that. And I think that's what a lot of people are getting tired of is the fact that, mm -hmm. you know, a discussion like this goes into a political thing when it's really shouldn't like it's just a simple, mm -hmm. basic human thing. And. Um, you know, the fact that it can escalate so much into political back and forth and all that, it's just, mm -hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense because, uh, again, we are, we are all human and, uh, uh, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. But, uh, we'll talk more about that in a second, but, uh, quickly here from our friends at bet online, uh, if you're someone uh, looking to get in on the action over there, there is no shortage of action going on at bet online, uh, because NASCAR is back uh, and bet online has hundreds of other games, events, and sports to get in on. You can still bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24-7, or you can participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, which is a March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament 
that you can enter for absolutely free. And live right now on Bet Online's YouTube channel, we talked about this. Uh, you will find the exclusive interview with ex Chicago Bulls stars Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges to discuss uh, the Michael Jordan documentary on what they are calling uh, the final dance. So you can check that out on the YouTube channel from Bet Online. Uh, and you can visit betonline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, BLUEWIRE, to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action that they have going on. That is Bet Online, your online wagering solution. Um, you know, we, we talk about some other, you know, stuff, and we said, I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes, one of the things he brought up mm-hmm. in the statement that, that he put out uh, on Monday was, you know, and I think a lot of people, you know, I certainly understood this, and anyone who's played sports, I think, completely can connect with this. Was I think he talked about was just the you know the diversity of a locker room and talking about you know I mean you think about it like you're growing up playing football and uh, as he said in his you know is is one of the again this is his full statement one of the senses he put he said all he can all I can think about is how I grew up in a locker room where people from every race every background and every community came together and became brothers to accomplish a single goal like that's a that's a pretty powerful sentence i think when you look mm-hmm. at it because it does it shows and I, again i'm not saying this to say that this is a simple situation but it does show the the simple part of it when it comes to the human aspect in terms of saying hey you know we we all are the same in terms of uh, looking at it from from a human perspective and why it becomes a human rights situation um, rather than just something you know much bigger than that and that's what we're saying is you know, rather than, than trying to turn this into a political thing or anything like that uh, mm-hmm. it should just be a simple human thing and I think that's I think he did a really good job in his statement uh, kind of putting and pushing that that aspect of the whole thing yeah absolutely and what you're mentioning in terms of a locker room and how you learn those things there's a lot of players going back. I mean, you know, it is 2020. We're still dealing with a lot of these issues um, that have existed for a long time. But there's a lot of stories from old players. One I remember hearing from Bill Curry. He's, he's talked about a number of occasions back when he played as an offensive lineman for the Lombardi Packer teams. And he came, you know, grew up in the South and was raised thinking a certain way. And he got he got to you know Green Bay and he's a young guy and he's with all these players like Willie Davis was a one in in uh, the guy that he uh, spoke of in particular of breaking down all these stereotypes that he had, you know, grown up with and how the lessons he learned playing with him and, you know, the things he said and how he stuck up for him and, you know, knowing his background still didn't care and how they're able to get along and mesh. Those are things that, you know, happened in football. And at the time for Bill Curry, you know, there are a lot of players that are still even, you know, through 1970 in some of these schools in the South and schools like Texas didn't have any African-American players. So now, I mean, it's something we can't really – fathom now now from high school on from peewee football on you're playing with players of all sorts of races and there's no you know you learn really quickly not to judge people based on the color of their skin not that in any situation that'd be okay anyway but these same sort of lessons it's it's hard for some of these athletes like mahomes mentions uh you know it's and even richard sherman in that full uh, interview with albert Breer kind of touches on you know that's one of the great things about sports is how the camaraderie and how you learn these things so yeah i think taking what these experiences that you have that many former athletes, high school athletes, wherever you play sports that you have and applying them to all parts of life. And these players being able with their platforms, being able to talk about these lessons and how uh, it really, you know, should translate to society as a whole. I think that is a great way to look at it. And yeah, Patrick Mahomes really nailed it with his statement. Like you said, compared to, you know, some of the, a lot of the things everyone has their own different take and uh, there's some that are going to be briefer, like Burrow's statement that are still just, you know, very impactful, but I think Mahomes did a great job of kind of capturing the essence of, you know, 
how this is beyond anything political. It's a human rights issue, and all of us should care about this at this point. Yeah, that one sentence really just kind of just hammered it home for me because, like you said, it's it, as he said, you know, it's people in sports. You, you have people of all different races that are trying to achieve one goal, and that goal is pretty much always to try to win the championship. You want to be the number one team. You want to be the best. And I think that's where we look at this whole situation. And this is what you've seen, not just from NFL players reacting and teams and all that, but it's it's the same in terms of it can't just be one side or it can't just be one part of this that tries to solve everything. Like it has to mm-hmm. be a joint effort. If if everyone wants to, you know, win the championship, putting it in football terms, um, that's what it's going to take. And so, uh, yeah, definitely I, I would check that out. If you haven't seen Patrick Mahomes' statement, and again, we're not putting any ones above another, but just because we don't literally can't go through every single one of these, um, that is one that's kind of stood out in terms of, of what he had to say. You know, Tony Dungy's always been someone uh, that mm-hmm. has spoke about this, uh, again, for forever. Like, he's been, he's always been someone that uh, has talked about, you know, and, and again, I think Tony Dungy's someone that, that so many people respect and, and understand that if you want to talk about one of the good guys, I mean, I, I just, you know, how many people mm-hmm. have ever said a negative thing about Tony Dungy? <laughs> and so I think um, he's someone you're always going to, I think you, you listen to his words and, and he mm-hmm. was someone else. I think he put out something, I believe it was on Sunday morning, which, you know, I think he's, he lives in Tampa, I'm pretty sure. And I think that, you know, they were, they had stuff going on in Tampa, like, like in a lot of other cities uh, around the country. And I think that, you know, that was something that he brought up, just kind of seeing how everything, you know, played out there and just how it affects him. And again, I, I think he's someone that a lot of people respect and he's someone that a lot of people I think we'll, we'll continue to, to respect as we move forward in, in situations like this. And, uh, you know, look at some of the other ones. I know Brian Flores had a really strong yeah. statement that he released. Um, and I think that's another one uh, that a lot of people have looked at and, and really seen as, as really one of the more powerful ones uh, that have come out. And, and we're not saying that to, to knock anyone else's opinion, mm-hmm. but um, it is. It's one that I think is, has really connected with a lot of different people uh, because knowing, and you know, this is to bring up something else too, Dylan, to, to, I guess, tie in a little bit of the football aspect of it. Uh, We know there's been lots of discussions around the NFL recently about the Rooney rule and all these other things and and all the things that go along with it. Um, You know, Brian Flores is someone that, I mean, as we've seen there, it is what it is. You know, you look at the numbers. I think that, you know, a lot of people want to continue to see, uh, these guys get these opportunities at the NFL head coaching level. And that's why I think you look at someone like Eric Bieniemy, uh for the mm-hmm. Chiefs, and that's something else. You know, we had that conversation when this offseason started. Uh, and so I think for, for someone like Brian Flores to put out the, the statement that he did, a uh, very, very powerful statement for sure. Yeah, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but even just a few years ago, the number of African-American coaches in the NFL, I, I believe it was something like double what it is now. It's definitely cut down and it's just yeah as much as you know breaking down barriers in the past in terms of there was a time you know not that long ago really where even you know a black player playing quarterback was by some people deemed as something that uh, was a you know a little not you know it just wasn't as accepted and it's just it's insane to think about now and for most of us but you know that that same kind of barrier that has was broken down you know so well you know over the past 30 40 years on coaching it just hasn't it just doesn't seem to be the case not even just at the nfl level but even in college too and you know the same in terms of how long some of these coaches stick around and how they you know in the especially in college where they're just not given as many as much time it feels like sometimes to build these programs up 
and the NFL, the same thing can be said. I mean, you look at the, this is just one example, and this isn't to, uh, because we, you know, we have criticized Matt Patricia's job in, um, in Detroit with what the Lions have done, but I mean, Jim Caldwell had a number of years where they were, you know, putting together pretty good teams with, and putting together pretty good records and, you know, for a franchise, especially that hasn't had that much success. And, you know, he had a pretty good season when, you know, a fine season when he was fired by Detroit. And now you see what's happening to Patricia. And there's a lot of statements made about, you know, if, if it was flipped, you know, how long would he have lasted with the same record that Patricia had? Yeah. And so that's that's one part of the equation. The other part is just getting hired for these jobs. And even for Brian Flores, it took some time. Obviously, what you mentioned Eric Bieniemy. That's what you know we mentioned, right, as you said, right when, uh, you know, we're getting to the offseason as he made sense as one of the top coaching candidates not just because of you know his pedigree under Andy Reid but you know actually calling plays and what he's able to do and his just the leadership he has and how he's respected by every player that's played for him it's insane you know again you're not trying to take away from these guys that got head coaching jobs but there is definitely something there that uh, again is that's just part of this overall conversation of (laughs) of all you know getting the same opportunities all these different things that just you can see them on a level where you know maybe getting a head coaching job in the NFL doesn't seem like the biggest you know thing that matters when there's so many really terrible things happening in the country, but it is, you know, kind of it's it's connected, it's part of it, and yeah, Brian Flores addresses that in his statement among a number of other things, talking about you know the same people that were mad about Kaepernick kneeling are pretty quiet overall about this, and there you know there are some people that have come out and said hey I you know was wrong about this, and that's. You know, that's like I said at the beginning, that's part of it, but it's, you know, being more active uh, is where you're really going to show uh, what you're doing and that you actually mean that you've understood and listened. And yeah, uh, Tony Dungy, that was the biggest thing I think he said. And you've seen this from a lot of uh, athletes where uh, there'll be, you know, fans and different, uh, their teammates, with that they'll, they'll say like, hey, I have this white teammate come to me and say, you know, what can I do? And the biggest thing for a lot of people that just don't understand, you know, did not grow up black, are never going to know the same things that uh, African-Americans know in terms of growing up and raising kids and all these different things. It's just to listen uh, to what these experiences are and to not, uh, you know, diminish because of certain things that are happening that could take away from what the, you know, the protests and what they're actually uh, talking about, you know, focus on, you know, what the actual message is and really just listen to the stories and not, you know, if you, even if you're not being the most active and a lot of people don't really have platforms, even though we have this podcast, we don't have the biggest, platforms that really make you know social change or say things but there's still things we can do individually there's things that all of us can do individually and it starts i think with listening to these stories and really listening to these experiences and not letting it just become another case where this happens then we then nothing happens and 10 years from now there's another thing like this and protests yeah. are happening again and you know we're just back to square one yeah you brought up something earlier and i meant to, to kind of mention it was talking about the listening aspect of it and, and that's the thing too is i think like you said, it's. I think a lot of people, it's hard to know how to react because, again, I mean, let's just put it for us. Like, for us, like, we have no idea because we, we don't know what everyone else goes through on a daily basis. So I think it's, you know, maybe we don't have the answers, and we admit that. Like, mm-hmm. I think that there's so many different aspects to this, and that's what we said. is, And that's why I think for us, you, you have to, you like, you can't look at this as any more than just a basic human element of everything and i think that's why um it is it's something where there's just there's so much out there and and we can we'll wrap up with this um as we said there's gosh there's so many and and that's what you know if we i don't think people want to listen to us on a five-hour podcast but uh, (laughs) if if you do let us know we'll we'll uh we'll we'll try to um you know do that sometime but i don't think that's what people want but i I, one of the other ones that stood out to me and russell wilson was someone else that put one Mm -hmm. 
Uh, he put out you know pretty pretty lengthy statement um, on I guess it was on Monday too. Uh, I think that this is one of the things, and this is one of the the common I think threads in all of this that you've heard brought up is that uh, I'm going to read the. This is actually going to be eh, second paragraph I think of it. Um, you know of this, and and you know he talks about just sort of, and I, I won't read the whole thing because I I think you have to read it in context to be able to get the full um, you know message here. But he just talks about you know having to to fear you know, for his children and all that. And I think that's something that, you know, we don't, I don't think a lot, and again, I'm not going to say that, that I think a lot of people think about it, but it is always something that it's like, you know, everyone has a family in some way, shape or form, because otherwise you wouldn't be here. Right. So you have some sort of family. And I think that's where the aspect of it, it just goes so much deeper than just a person to person type of thing because everyone has a family and they're always more than just looking out for yourself. And um, there's just, gosh, there's so many different aspects to it. And I think his message kind of brought that in terms of uh, talking about just how for him, you know, and we look at Russell Wilson as the football player, as the star guy who makes millions of dollars a year. But that's what we're saying. Like, think about the human element of it and that. To him, you know, he's a football player, but I guarantee you, number one for him, like, he's a dad. And I think that's something uh, that's always going to be, you know, on the back of his mind. And I think that's something where, again, I just don't think it's it's not easy for everyone to, to sit back and, you know, to just be able to understand everything that goes into that on a daily basis. Um, and especially, as we're saying, what we're seeing now, um, this is, it is, it's it's such an important thing. And I think that, you know, just having lots of people putting a message out on this, and, and again, it's it's all about, we. I mean, I hate going back to the, the Mahomes thing again, but really the more I think about it, like that's the one to me I think you just really mm-hmm. connect with because of, of tying it all together, you know, in a football aspect. And that's, you know, that's what we try to do because uh, we know this is, a, this is more than football. But, uh, you know, for us who, who are so regularly talking about football and, and the, the denominator for everyone is that everyone's trying to, to play uh, to achieve, you know, the ultimate goal every single season. And I think that's what it is. It's just it, it's tying it into that togetherness aspect of everything uh, mm-hmm. and everyone trying to to understand everyone, even if we all know, like we're we're all not going to ever be able to understand every single little thing because, Again, mm-hmm. we're, we're all made differently. And so I think that's something where just because you don't understand something shouldn't mean uh, that, mm-hmm. you know, you, you don't exactly, you just ignore it. I guess that's the best way to put it. So, Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, like you said, there's no way for us and so many people to understand what it feels like to be a black father and have those same fears. But that, you know, we still have to have the compassion and empathy to understand, like, you know, maybe we don't know what it feels like, but we can still... Yeah, you know, feel for the person, let you know, know that that is what they're dealing with. And you still think about, you know, just because it's not someone in your family, not something you experience, just overall and beyond just, you know, athletes and celebrities and people you care about, but you still should feel, you know, overall for these people and what they're going through and what they, it, you know, it, it hurts to think about that they have to have that fear that you just, we, you know, you don't understand and don't know. So it's uh, definitely a great job by Russell Wilson in terms of a guy that, you know, not always. <laughs> As you know, he doesn't always have the most out there statements. Richard Sherman, for example, is obviously if you follow him on Twitter in any capacity, you know that he's speaking out on these kind of things all the time, no matter just when it's such a big story like this. And not to knock anyone that some of these players that don't, but Russell Wilson isn't necessarily a guy that always 
has has statements quite like this. So to see him open up as far as he did and to say, you know, really addressing the issue at hand and ignoring racism and how, you know, trying to stop this and put an end to this, um, uh, you know, it's definitely something that I was happy to see from him. And overall, like you said, tying back to Patrick Mahomes, you know, for those guys in terms of a family aspect, you, you know, your team, especially, you know, when you've played with some of these guys for years and years, um, and you're spending so much time with them, there's that level of camaraderie is definitely there, and you feel for them the same way. So, yeah, it, it, it's crazy to think about it, but you know, here we are, and here we are in our football podcast talking about something <laughs> you never, you know, wish you'd have to, think, you know, talk about. But again, uh, we can't really stay silent on this yep. uh, overall, and uh, definitely something we have to address and really think about. And it, you know, it should be uncomfortable, and that, that's something I think Richard Sherman he, he said a lot more than just some of the the one statement and then some of these interviews. But he said it should, you know, if it's working, this conversation is starting to have an impact. If you don't feel comfortable, um, because it, it shouldn't be comfortable. None of this, <laughs> none of this is yeah. great. None of this is something we you you want to think about. You don't want to, but. Um, but it is something that has to be faced and uh, should be faced. Yep. Can't ignore it and just hope it goes away. It's not how it works. And, uh, as we're seeing, I mean, you know, that we have literally evidence of that now, like it's just, that it doesn't work that way. There's a lot more to it, uh, than just trying to ignore it and, and thinking it's going to go away. It's going to take a lot more than that, but, um, there you go. That was kind of, like we said, we, we knew this was going to be a bit of a different episode because of everything going on. But, uh, as we push to just, just be sure to, you know, again, check out everything. Because don't don't just, you know, maybe seek out some of the ones that we talked about. Like, go seek out more than that. Because I think it's important to get, you know, different opinions from everyone. And because, again, while everyone may have different ways that they put it, um, I think everyone's goal should be the same. And that's what we talked about, is that uh, everyone should should want uh, to be able to find ways to, to solve problems like this one. And one that is such an important one. Uh, when it comes to the human element of it. So uh, while we brought up, you know, all the different ones we did, uh, go check out more than that. Go check out, you know, responses from everyone. Get get different, you know, thoughts on it and just different people um, who probably better than us, Dylan, that can uh, say things <laughs> a lot more eloquently when it comes to um, these types of situations. So uh, be sure to do that, and you can check all that out again. If you're on social media, I'm sure um, that, like I said, there's really there's no way to avoid it at this point. Uh, but uh, definitely uh, check it out, listen, uh, hear what others have to say and uh yeah well that's uh that's that so um dylan we've got a lot of great stuff going on for clutch points where you know we're not just talking about um you know some of the stuff coming up this season but we are talking about you know putting out some of the reactions from players and teams and all that uh so let everybody know where they can find all the stuff we have going on over there yeah all of our nfl content you can find at clutchpoints.com under the nfl tab there at the top of the page um yeah as blake mentioned still doing a regular you know football nfl uh, analysis and content covering news beyond the stories connected to this but yes also you know covering a lot of these reactions and statements so what you can find on twitter we we've i think we've done a pretty good job of uh taking some of the the more intriguing things and the bigger statements and the more impactful statements and having covered those so you can find those yeah again at the nfl tab on clutchpoints.com and in the nfl section of the clutch points app yep check all that out and uh, as i say check out the podcast be sure to subscribe uh head over any podcast app you use you can just search for it on there and you'll find it uh and uh thanks as always to the fine folks at blue wire and bet online with all that they do and thank you guys as always for listening and we'll talk to you guys next time here on the establish the past podcast 